0: Every day, yes. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host Zach Blackerby, and joining me on this very special Thursday, Justin Hokinson, the man over at AuburnLive.com, part of the On Three Network.
1: Hoke, it's been a few weeks. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, doing well, man. Just getting, uh, feel like I'm just catching up from going to bed at four in the morning from the LSU game, and that's just atrocious. We didn't get harsh until, like, midnight. It's just stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there should never be a game starts that late. Unless it's, like, West Coast, then it's, like, 6 o'clock their time, and that's okay. That's totally reasonable.
1: Yeah, yeah. But all all good, man. All all good. Get ready for this this big game this weekend. Absolutely, man.
0: Absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing that a lot of Auburn fans are asking is, do they have a shot? And how big is that shot on Saturday? And... I'm surprised a lot of folks that are in my you know the locked on Auburn discord and in the YouTube comments and people reaching out to the podcast Hoke. Um I'm surprised how many people are as confident as they are going into Saturday. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've sensed a little bit of that. Um, you know, on the message boards and just I, I think I think they're approach I think a lot of people are approaching this like a big game, a good Georgia team. Um I think Georgia's better than than they ha- you know than just a good you know they're they're not just better than Auburn I think they're a lot better than Auburn um, and so yeah I, I don't you know we'll we'll see I don't think people realize just how good that Georgia defense has been um, how dominant they've been yeah and then I think you got the Auburn win over LSU uh, that I think has got everybody excited it was a win Auburn needed right um, but you know it's not like I, I don't know what auburn came out of that game saying we found this like especially on offense i mean i think they got the job done
0: mm-hmm.
1: but to me the same questions that went into that game you come out of that game with um so yeah i mean is auburn have a chance yeah they're playing at home and they and they do have some confidence and and that goes a long way um but i i kind of view this game as um two games within one um, I I've, I think that um, I think Auburn has to figure out a way to get to the fourth quarter and then there's the game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think they can think about necessarily you know, I think they just got they got to figure out a way to separate that um, and figure out ways in those first three quarters when to be aggressive, when not to be right uh, when when can Bo Nicks be um, you know, a wild card and when does he need to try to run the offense efficiently and when can he take chances? And, and so I just think Auburn's got to approach this and, and and say, get it to the fourth quarter with where we still feel like we're in the game and and then, and then turn it loose. You know, then if, if you're down, you know, 20 to seven entering the fourth quarter or something like that, you know, then you're like, okay, well, well it's two scores. Now go play. Now there's nothing to lose now. Now, Bo play, do your thing be a wild card, and and let's take some chances. I'm just weary of trying to do that early um, and and as it it could backfire and you could get down three scores really quickly. So that's kind of how I'm approaching the game for for Auburn. Since
0: you said that about the game this past Saturday about, okay, it was exciting and it was a big win, but what did they really figure out? I've been thinking about that while you were talking there, and that's an interesting point because – while Bo had his moments, I don't know, did something click for Bo Nix? Like, did something all come together on the offensive side of the ball? Um, because they got they put a few drives together in the second half, which obviously was exciting, but did they figure anything out? I think that's an interesting question that I haven't really asked myself yet. But while, while I'm thinking about I, I think they learned things on defense. I think you can make the argument more on the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side is pretty uh, – that's an interesting question, Hoke.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I think, yeah. I just, I mean, because at the end of the, well, I think some of, excuse me, some of, some of bonix's plays in that game, they just, you know, they sort of take over your memory and what you remember from that game, or those amazing imp, imp, improvisational plays from sure. Bownick's, and uh, and then you you go look at the numbers and you're like, oh, he, well, he was still basically 55% passing, and uh, you know, and so you know, his, his legs were were a big part of that game. If I had to pick one thing you learned, it'd probably be that. It'd mm-hmm. probably be, uh, okay, but Bo, Bo's legs have to be a part of the game. Designed runs, you know, he, he had a number of designed runs. I mean, running around the end, the touchdown, a couple of uh, zone reads. Um, maybe that's what you learned. If Bo's our guy and we don't call eight design runs for him, we're wasting that ability because you know he's going to have other opportunities to scramble. So if you call seven, eight design runs, and then you know he's going to scramble some too, he's going to rush the ball, you know, 15 times. Right. So, uh, you know, maybe that's what they discovered, is that, that that has to be a part of the game. You have to let Bo run. Um, but but past that, yeah, I mean, you're still 50%. You know, your receivers, you know, Shanker caught balls from, caught balls, Shivers, you know. So receiver-wise, Kobe Hudson had another big play. Um, I mean, he is a
0: natural wide receiver. Natural,
1: uh, but he had a couple of drops. Um, yeah, uh, Demetrius Robertson had a, a fourth and two. You know, Shed had a, had a catch. But again, like the receivers, nothing, nothing new there. So I think outside of Bonix running, I, I don't know what you figured out. You just you just won the game. You didn't run the ball well between the tackles. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess a not very good defense. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so, yeah. So I think you're right. Defensively, I think, is where the optimism is at, at the moment. Those last three quarters uh, were really good defense. And did Derek Mason figure out some things? Did did he figure out some things in terms of how to mix in zone and man and say my guys can play some man I need to do a little bit more of that, um, or is LSU just so one sided one dimensional that it allowed Derek Mason to kind of put in four pass rushers basically not really worry about if they were going to get mashed in the run game sure and get to the and get to the quarterback but I didn't see a lot of busted coverages in the last three quarters uh, saw a lot of sound tackling. And so that's the hope for Auburn right now. That's the hope is that the defense started to figure things out because they're going to have to play lights out to keep, to keep Auburn in in this, in this football game. I mean, they're going to have to play fantastic uh, defense, no mistakes, um, because Auburn can't come back in this game.
0: I asked Chandler Wooten earlier in the week when he popped on the show, Hoke about, you know, what changed, what changed defensively with really those last three quarters, what all happened? Was it a focus thing? Was it an execution thing? And he pretty much said the, the coaching staff just made adjustments. Um, you know, they, they came into the game focused. And it's not like they were really missing anything. It was just adjustments, which I think that's an encouraging thing. I thought that was an encouraging answer that, you know, because there's kind of been a storyline, right? So far this season when the defense had been inconsistent, it was all about, well, you know, the, the players aren't executing Derek Mason's scheme or they're having a hard time, you know, grasping it. I was encouraged by that answer and I think that's something that uh, that Auburn fans should be excited about moving forward maybe not necessarily as far as beating Georgia but for the rest of the season I think that's a good thing
1: yeah yeah I think so that was kind of the question. you know look after Penn State you know remember on our on our message board at auburnlive.com uh, I said yeah. um I told people let's wait till the LSU game like before you make any big judgments on Mason let's get through the LSU game and see does he adjust? And then going into the LCU game, I'd heard that that I don't know how many adjustments they were going to make, you know, that Mason was going to stick to what he does and just the guys need to execute better. And you saw that in the first quarter. Same similar defense, um, execution not great, but just too big of cushions, not getting pressure. And then Mason right. adjusted things after that. He, 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 he mixed in more man-to-man. They changed it up on the front, and, and you had Leota and R- Romello Height and Eric Hall all in there at the same time, a lot of times rushing. So he learned and he mixed things up, and that was that was a that was a really good thing. Um, you know, I think I think Auburn's got a chance against Georgia. I mean, Georgia's gonna run the ball, they're gonna try to run the ball. Um, I don't know how much Georgia's gonna do in the passing game to confuse Auburn in their secondary. Um, you know I, th- I think Auburn's gonna be in good position to execute boy Danito and Papo mm-hmm. uh, in this game you think he plays and, uh, I don't know you know I thought I was he was gonna play played, last week I know I thought well the way Harson talked about it you thought he would have played last week um and then again you know this week Brian Harson's saying he he you know he he hopes he'll play I mean so he feels like he's trying to kind of like I mean it's weird harson's like I really would like you to play it's kind of weird how he's worded it um so I I don't know what's going on there, but they need him. Uh, Georgia's going to try to establish the run, and why not? When you have a defense like that, you're, you're going to run the ball and play to your strength. Sure. Um, but they're capable of making big plays in the passing game um, if they can. So I think Auburn's defense matches up pretty well, but hopefully they started to, to learn a few things and, and get a little bit of an identity on mixing up that zone and, um, mixing up that zone and, and man-to-man stuff. Right. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends – At
0: Frisky Whiskey, if you're in your Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area, just hop on I-85 towards Atlanta. As soon as you get into the state of Georgia, Frisky Whiskey, you'll see all kinds of billboards around. It's about 15 minutes or so away, and it is worth the drive because the prices are so much lower. Uh, They're able to, to tax things differently. Over there, then they've also just got really good connections with, with a lot of suppliers. So be sure to check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. I'm wearing their hat right now. Absolutely love those guys. And uh, I know folks are getting ready for their Georgia tailgates this weekend. So a lot to like there. Also, our friends at sweatblock are bringing you today's show. Sweatblock's doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Works for up to seven days per use. They have what they call the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block does not... Keep you dry, you will get your money back. So go to sweatblock.com, use promo code locked on to get 20% off. It's also available at Amazon or CVS. But if you want that 20% off, you need to use promo code at sweatblock.com. Justin Hokuson, our guest of AuburnLive.com, you mentioned the awesome message board, The Corner, uh, over at AuburnLive.com. What else, uh, what else are folks missing out on if they're not a member over at AuburnLive.com?
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff this week, what we try to do is we try to dive a little bit more into analysis um, and, and sort of the whys of why things are, are happening, not just reporting. And so, um, you know, we've got different pieces after the game um, where we look at, you know, kind of what we learned from the game. Yeah. Uh, we look at we look at players that help their calls. Um, it's kind of one of the pieces we do every week. So we'll talk about certain players that help their calls against LSU, for instance, Eco Leota or Jalen Simpson. Um, guys like that. Um, We break plays down. Cole Pinkston does a really good job for us uh, breaking plays down. He's got a lot of gifts and goes through and kind of diagrams some stuff up and um, talks about plays that worked and plays that didn't. And so a lot of that. And then, of course, you know, all the football and, and basketball team coverage and recruiting insiders and all that stuff. So it's a good place to get a to get a collection of news and recruiting info and analysis and and kind of get everything all at, all at
0: once. Uh, yeah, I, I think you guys are absolutely killing it. You hit the ground running when we talked a few weeks ago um, when you joined us for a Charlie Tuesday, and it's been um, it's been nonstop since. So um, absolutely check that out at auburnlive.com. Folks need to sign up. Absolutely. All right, Hoke. Um, so Harson talked, I, I guess this was from the, the teleconference that they had on Wednesday, but he was asked about the history between Auburn and Georgia, And uh, he was also kind of asked a similar question for Auburn LSU. It's like people are pinning him on, like, does he know all of the history? And I liked his response. I'd love to hear your thoughts um, from the teleconference. But he's like, yeah, I love Auburn. I'm paraphrasing here, but he was essentially like, I love Auburn. I love the back and forth with Auburn, Georgia, and this this awesome rivalry. But I'm focused on Georgia 2021. I loved that answer. I could see how some people may not because they really like Auburn history. But I I like that he went that
1: route. Uh, It's funny that you bring that up because I noticed that. I don't know how many people in the media that were listening kind of noticed that, but I I absolutely noticed um, he made it a point. And and even in the LSU game, um, if you go back and watch the Auburn Football Review, they have some post-locker room, some post-game locker room stuff. Even in the locker room afterwards, he says, Yeah, we heard about 1999. He goes, But this was about y'all. And so he even told the team then. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's an interesting point. Um, he was asked a lot about that. Obviously, LSU, you haven't won in 22 years. That's a perfectly- I mean, that,
0: that That's a storyline,
1: right. Yeah, that's a storyline. Uh, Auburn-Georgia, it's a robbery. Um, and so I think it's fun for the media to ask Brian Harson, a brand-new coach, hey, what do you know about the Auburn-LSU robbery? What do you know about the Auburn-Georgia robbery? You know, and, and maybe you'll get – a uh an answer from harson like well you know it's one of the great ones man what, what an awesome chance to be a part of that uh harson if people haven't learned um he's not like that he's not like that he, he harson rarely you want to get the answer you're looking for from harson ask him about doing the little things or culture uh or you know an x's and o's kind of question he'll dive into that for you but if you try to get you know if, if you go in and kind of look for like some kind of aspirational um, you know quote or whatever from him you're probably not gonna get it and so but but I, i've noticed that as well about both the lsu and the georgia games he made it a point to say you know yeah great robbery yeah 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 but this is about our team yeah which I think is perfectly fair he's like look I'm here we're this team is owed a certain amount of respect on what they're trying to do and, you know, yes, that win over LSU was big for the 20-year streak. Yeah, but what about these kids? What about that team? And so he's just really big on, it. you know, what these guys are doing on a daily basis and giving them the credit and and not really diving too much into the, uh, into the history. So I'm glad you brought that up because I noticed the same thing earlier.
0: Well, it just seems like every step of the way there's been a large part of, whether it's media or fans, Auburn fans, but, I mean, really just more SEC fans as a whole – that have kind of been painting him every step of the way as this, like, outsider that doesn't fit in, that, you know, he's got a this uphill battle. And I just love that every step of the way, like, he's just not a storyline guy, so I don't think he really cares. And yeah. I, I think this is kind of the latest version of it. D- am yeah. I off base on that, you think?
1: No, he, he, he uh, you yeah, know, right right now, but he, he's focused on winning. He's focused on... Um, just everybody doing their job, everybody doing the little things correctly uh, to create a, a program that can win consistently. Like that's just what he's about. And, and, and all the other stuff, man, it's just like, it doesn't matter if you, even if you watch them, I rewatched the LSU game uh, yeah. recently. And even, even some of his reactions during that game are funny to me. Um, Cause he's just, it just little things. Piss him off. I mean, the Romello height, for instance, and that wasn't very little. That was a big play that late hit Romello had on, mm-hmm. on, on Max Johnson. Uh, they show on the sideline, Height goes over and he's talking to Burt Watts. Well, then Harson kind of walks into frame, and Harson's standing a, you know, a couple of feet from Burt Watts talking to Romello height. And, uh, and you can see Harson's face. He's listening to the conversation, but he's just looking kind of at the scoreboard or something, and he's just shaking his head just furious yeah and, and and even 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 go back to when Bo Nix um was about to snap the ball at the end of the third quarter and and Brian Harson runs down and is like no 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 let's take it down to the other side there's no reason to snap the ball they it goes to zeros and, and they show Harson and he just puts his hand in his face like and he looks at Nix and he points at the scoreboard like you know and it's like in the moment Auburn's driving but mm-hmm. in that moment Harson was like you know, what are you doing? Like, why do I even, it just infuriates him the little things. That's what matters to, to Harson. I mean, the history and all that stuff's cool. And, but man, he, he just, he just cares about, about, you know, about producing a certain culture and and winning. And so we're all trying to push like, you know, the Auburn nostalgia on him and he's like, yeah, Hey, that's cool. And everything we'll get there. Like I will we'll, we'll kind of make our own memories, but man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to win now. Like I'm not, you know, it's a balance of giving respect to the past and Auburn and the history and saying, but we, but I need to build my own thing now. I have to build my own culture and my own program now, the way I want it to be. And we can't do that when all we do is talk about past rivalry and past games or past seasons or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, no, I, and I get why people ask him those questions because people want to write stories about all of that stuff there's only so many times you can write about culture and what Harson said this week about culture. Cause yeah. his goal for the culture is still the same goal as it was, you know, at the, at the start of the season, it's going to be a long-term thing with him getting there. But I still think it's a fun conversation to have nonetheless, just because, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you mentioned the little things and that didn't really seem to be an emphasis of the previous staff as we're seeing now with, with what's happening in, in Orlando. and, I think it's just taking time getting there. I mean, the big thing is just, like, Lindsay, who comes on on Mondays, talks about, like, you never want, like, an unforced error. Like, there's no reason to beat yourself and to to do these things, like, jumping off sides. Or, you know, I I think the example that you gave with Bo Nix, you know, wanting to run a play towards the end of the third quarter, I I think those are great examples because the great teams know all of that. They didn't know it day one, but they know all of it now. And that's where he's trying to get to. So I, I think that's a great example that you bring up.
1: Yeah, that's what he's all about, man. I like his approach. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't know how it's going to turn out Harson and Auburn, but it's very hard to fault his approach so far and how he handles himself and what he expects from the players and what he expects from the team and right. uh, what the things that he thinks are important. Um, it's just hard to fault him on, on, on his approach. I mean, if you, if you just looked at his approach solely, You'd love. I mean, I think most people would love it. it. I don't know what you would what you would have a problem with, as far as like what he says, mm-hmm. um, and 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 things like that about players. Or, I mean, he's just hard, dude. The dude's hard to impress, man. I mean, you you, you coming off a game where Bo Nix has that game, right? Leads his team to victory, and um, and after the game, he's just like, you know, Bo played a good game, and I mean, it's just he's just uh, <laughs> the guy's hard to impress. He just doesn't care about. Um, you know the the things that fans care about. Yeah, he just, um, he just wants to win. He he does. And so when he, and I'm going to say this because I don't know, I just feel like people being like, "Oh my god, uh, that's the way Nick Saban is." And when Cole Kublik talked to preseason about Brian Harson being like Nick Saban in terms of personality, that's what he means. Mm-hmm. He just you 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 try to push kind of the things you care about as fans on, and, and Brian Harsin just doesn't care about that. He's like. You know, he, he made a comment, I think it was after Georgia State. He said, we have yet to have a week at Auburn where everybody's done their job for a week. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, on the field, off the field, like whatever that is. He's like, we've yet to have a week where everybody does what they're supposed to do. And um, and I thought that was a really insightful comment into, you never heard that kind of talk from the previous st- staff. You, you never heard Gus Malzango go, we've yet to have a week where everybody does the little things. And th- No, every every week was a good week of practice. Yeah. For the last eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love the approach from Brian Harson. how that turns out on the field. Well, that comes down to recruiting and injuries and like all kinds of stuff. Um, But his approach is, is dead on. I mean, at some point he's going to have a team that's just really focused and really prepared um, every, every week. And you're going to start to see a team that's just like, man, they don't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I think that's what, that's, that's what he's going for right now. No question.
0: Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at BetOnline.ag, the best place on the internet to place all of your wagers on sports and more. BetOnline, your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. When you make your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your, uh, your online sportsbook experts, and BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, today's show brought to you by rockauto.com, the best place to buy all of your automobile parts, whether it's for your car, your truck, or your SUV. You can save a ton of money, a ridiculous amount of money, when you use rockauto.com. Their website's very easy to use, very easy to search and navigate, and you'll be blown away by the prices when you compare them to other folks. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. reliable, are low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We got a few more minutes uh, with uh, with Justin Hokinson of auburnlive.com today. And I- I'd love to hear your thoughts, Hoke, about the running back situation. It doesn't seem like Tank looks like himself, um, you know, specifically with what we saw Saturday night and with uh, Jarquez Hunter seemingly getting be, uh, better and better every week. And then Shivers really impressing in the passing game. What do you expect that rotation to look like on Saturday?
1: I mean, I think it'll be similar to what you saw against LSU. Um, uh, I'm curious to see how Shivers continues to get in, in the game. You know, I, when I rewatched that game, Shivers was in on a ton of third downs and ran that swing pass a ton of times. He just wasn't open. You know, you remember the ones he caught, but he they, they ran that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bunch a bunch of times that they ran it that that he wasn't open or whatever. So they really made LSU cover that a lot of times. And and some of the times the linebackers gonna get caught up looking at something else or or you know take a wrong step or whatever. And that's all Shivers needs to get a little space. And so um, it's a simple play, but it's been driving me. Crazy. I've, I've been saying it for like, I don't know. I mean, everybody's been saying it for years, like under Gus Malzahn, like why do you not have routes where the running back is out there in space one-on-one? It's, it's, it's simple. If I'm the linebacker, yes, the running back's going to come out of the backfield, but I still have to, to take the right angle. I have to get out there. And if that swing pass happens quick enough, I got to make a tackle in open space, and sometimes they Especially don't.
0: Especially do a guy like Shivers, it's so fast.
1: I mean, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, if
0: you're a linebacker, you don't want to do that ten times a game. There's no, no way
1: no. you're going to miss some. You're going to miss some yeah. tackles. Um, so I, I would expect that to probably carry on. I'm sure George is going to be all over that. I'm sure if Shivers is in the game or it's third down, they're probably going to know. Right. You know. Um, but as far as the running back rotation goes, probably the same. Um, I don't know what's going on. Look, tank looks fairly healthy to me. Okay. Um, I know he was banged up going into the Penn state game. I'm going into the Georgia state game. Um, but he he's looked fine to me and Brian Harson has said he's fine. Right. Uh, I, I just think, I just think defenses are keying on him a little bit more when he's in the game. I just think that he's more the focal point. And, um, and then when, when he's out, It it makes defenses think, okay, that's the backup running back. Could that be run? Could that be play action? I just think there's some, you know, and there's some design runs that they've got for Jarquez that help him too. Um, You know, so I don't know. I don't want to be negative on Tank. I mean, there's times when he could be a tad more patient that I think maybe Jarquez is just a hair more patient. Uh, Tank seems to be pressing. Maybe he's just just bursting into the hole. He's just running so fast. Sometimes he misses opportunities. He seems to want to bounce everything outside right now. Maybe maybe that's something they could look at. Um, you know where he's bouncing it out and he's losing. You know get get the get the two and a half yards if that's what it is. Um, so I think maybe Tank just just needs to stop pressing and try to stay uh, in in between the tackles and get the yards he can the, the way Trey Mason used to do. Um, but really, teams are just keying on that keying on that run so much, especially when Tank's in the in the in the backfield. So. They're going to have to get that fixed. They're going to have to try to have some success at some point against Georgia. It's going to be really, really hard, um, and it, probably not much is going to happen in, in between the tackles. You're going to have to get perimeter stuff and maybe more jet sweeps. We haven't seen that in a while, you know, to Demetrius Robertson. Um, you know, maybe, you know, the play that ran the tank where tank lined up kind of in the slot but tight but tight in and you handed it to him. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's some, some of that stuff that they can do just to sort of get those guys – more in, in space because it's going to be really, really hard to consistently run the ball against against Georgia. But I still think Tank is every bit – like I still think Tank's the better running back. Yeah, I cool. know people are jumping on Jarquez saying, oh, Jarquez, you might to be the better runner. I hear you. The numbers say that. I hear you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tank's still a special player in terms of his vision and his instincts and dragging. He's still a special guy, all things being equal. So I think the rotation is still Tank, you know, getting – Three carries for 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 is one probably mm-hmm.
0: sure i want you uh, i want you to tell folks about all of the the game day coverage that you guys do at auburnlive.com because i, I think it's you, you what you guys do that a massive gap before you get to the next folks what, what you guys do on game day i think is really really top-notch
1: yeah we try to you know do like a kind of a live game blog and, and cold kind of basically do we do a real-time analysis and 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 it's just it's just, uh, it's a page you can bring up and just refresh. And so throughout the game, we're basically commenting with you on, on how it's going and things we're seeing. And, um, and then it's great content to read the next day, Sunday, you know, you go back and you can kind of relive the game by mm-hmm. reading through and, you know, it'll be a comment about that fourth down play and what happened. And so it's just, it's a way to sort of get somebody else's perspective, get somebody else's perspective on what, what they were seeing as the game was going on. So um, that's kind of what we do during the game. Uh, and then we just try to keep it simple afterwards and bring as many quotes as we can to you so you can read what they uh, read what they say. I'm not a big believer in, uh, in me trying to write like some amazing story every time. I'm just trying to bring people quotes and here's what they said and here's the context, here's some numbers and um, you watched the game. I mean, I don't need to tell you how it went. Yeah, but just, yeah, the, the real-time blog is fun.
0: Yeah, you guys provide information, which I think is important. And then... Uh, the conversation constantly going on at the corner message board at auburnlive.com, I think is always, um, always something cool going on there. So what's the best way and the easiest way for folks to, uh, to subscribe and sign
1: up, man. Yeah. Go to auburnlive.com. We're still running a special. It's 10 bucks for a year. Um, so go check that out. It's, it's only going to ramp up. Look, you got football, recruiting is starting to ramp up. This weekend's going to be monster. If nothing else, people need to go sign up right now. Cause the information that's going to come out after this recruiting weekend uh, is going to be worth your $10. Um, Auburn's going to have a massive weekend of recruits. Basketball's getting going. So we're going to start our countdown of uh, best players on the team leading up to that that opener here in a month. And so we're going to start counting down the basketball roster. Um, And so we'll, we'll cover basketball a ton as well. We've got some stories up already. So try to keep it all covered, man. And I'm just hoping for a great atmosphere, man. It's been, you know, look, Georgia, the last time Georgia played in an atmosphere like this was probably the last time they came to Auburn. That's probably um, right. Yeah. So, 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 the, like, that's the one thing nobody's talking about is Georgia's on this run. That's cool. But, I mean, could, could the atmosphere help Auburn hang around this game? Um, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of Georgia fans, but I, it seems like Auburn fans are begging Auburn players, they're, they're begging the fans to, to, to make this. a a great atmosphere. I mean, they've said it multiple times in the media.
0: No question. I think it's going to be an awesome place. Jordan here is going to be crazy on Saturday. Hope. Thank you so much for joining me for a few minutes, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Anytime Zach.
0: Be sure to tune in to our final show of the week tomorrow on locked on Auburn, wherever you get your podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, please subscribe. Like the video would mean an absolute ton. We'll see you tomorrow right here on locked on Auburn.